Hello, Love I'm Talk Radio. Radio. Hello, I'm Randy Blumenthal, and this is the Coach's Corner. I want to give a special thanks to the Yellow Ball Network and J.P. Weber. Um, tonight, we've got a special guest here that um, uh, what, has a unique skill set, and I, I'm really excited about uh, tonight's guest because um, some things that are going on in tennis, and, and uh, I know... A lot of us have watched the French Open over the weekend, and, and uh, you know, once again on the men's side, we, we've got another Grand Slam where American didn't make the final, win the tournament. It's been years and years. And, um, you know, it, and, and again, I want to stress, I don't think it's talent. Um, on the women's side, we're going to talk about that at some point. We've, we've got some good things going on on the women's side. But the men's side, there's there's reasons why things aren't really going in a, in a direction where any of us feel like, oh, the, the next Grand Slam champion, the next generation, it's coming from the U.S. And, and we had this outstanding group of juniors a few years ago that everybody's been excited about, but I don't hear any of their names right now when people mention the next generation of Who's going to win the next French Opens? Who's going to win the next Wimbledon? Um, there, there is some exciting things going on in tennis, and today we're we're going to talk about one of those things. I've got a guest on who has a lot of experience running tournaments. He, he's had 17 years of experience of being a high school coach, running those events. And he has been a wonderful asset here at Inspiration Academy. And he, he not only is one of the, the uh, you know, just an outstanding coach who has done a great job with all that, but he organizes all our events. So he has uh, this perspective of he runs USTA events. He, he's at the ITF tournaments. He's run high school events. And now he's been running these UTR match plays, tournaments, and, and we're going to talk a little bit today about those events. Um, so I'm excited that, that Witt Mormon is, is here with us today. And, you know, Witt, do you want to say anything to start off with? I've got a list of questions I want to ask you about these events. And, and uh, I'm excited to talk to, the, to people about how really they can find ways to set up their schedule where they can advance at a much faster rate than a lot of the American players are advancing at, because there's a lot of traps out there with some of these tournaments, and they just kind of get stuck. They get stuck, and and I want to talk about that and how these events maybe could help out. Uh, hey, Randy, I'm glad to be here. That's about all I'll, I'll say. I appreciate you having me on, and. Uh, Look forward to talking with you. I know that we've talked before about some of this stuff, so I look forward to sharing whatever I can to, with others on my experience and maybe answer some questions if people are calling in or whatever else we have going on. Um, with, I, I know this last weekend you ran, you know, or two weekends ago. Was it last week? Two weekends ago you ran a, uh, I, uh, a UTR tournament, and I remember the parents leaving there, and they were raving about it. And they were talking about, boy, my son or daughter, and by the way, they played against each other. 
the genders played against each other, the age groups played against each other. But we're going to get into that. But they, they were raving about how excited they were, how competitive the matches were, how much better their sons and daughters got over the course of the weekend. That's stuff I don't hear in these other tournaments. What are some of the differences with UTR tournaments and other tournaments that are that are sanctioned that you see or some of the feedback that you get with? Um, well, first of all, uh, like you said, I've, I've, I've been through tournaments from a bunch of different perspectives as a team coach, as a parent. I've got a son that's, um, that plays um, as a, a private coach taking kids to USTA tournaments and ITF tournaments and um, just as a spectator myself. And, uh, you know, the, the one thing that, that, that I see is, is the, like you talked about the excitement in the UTR, I think it's still a new thing and people are still kind of trying to grab a hold of what it is and figure out whether it's going to help their child or not. But, you know, just approaching it from a, a host having hosted events um the thing that i like the most about utr is the the flexibility that you have in in a a bunch of different areas um you know at the uh the high school level we generally play two out of three sets at you know at a dual match but in tournaments a lot of times those those were shortened uh they pull matches when when before the matches uh, before the, you know, as soon as the team uh, has decided, you pull matches and, you know, for the sake of time, and I use that in quotation marks. But, um, you know, at USTA, you you really never know what you're getting. Um, but, and even hosting USTA tournaments, we're, we're very, there's very strict rules about what we have to do in order to host an event. For instance, we mostly host six and level six and seven in Florida, which is generally your your intermediate to beginner level. And um, you know, we we're not allowed to play a third set. Um generally we're not sanctioned if we uh if we wanna add doubles. Um consolations are, are only first round losers. Um so, you know, it really limits the number of matches. But with the UTR system we're able to, to do what scoring, the real scoring. We, we do two out of three sets, uh, full, play them out. And um, we generally try to set up the tournament in a way that gets kids the most matches possible. For instance, if we have five kids, we generally try to do a round robin, get the kids four matches apiece. Um, you know, if we have a big draw, we get feed-in consolations through the quarterfinals, uh, play out a third and fourth place match, things like that that you just can't do under the USTA guidelines and restrictions. Also, doubles. We add doubles. We have no restrictions to doubles. So the main thing that I would say as far as the difference that I noticed from a hosting perspective is the flexibility of the host or the, the director to, to set up the event that best fits their their specific site. And so um, that's what's exciting to me. Well, let's talk about that a little bit, Coach. Um Flexibility, that's an interesting thing. And, and you you touched on something that, that, that made me think for a second. You, when you talked about the USTA tournaments, um, it sounded like that basically they're, the, the sanctioned tournaments, they're dictating what level tournament you get. 
and it's not based on how well you run the tournament. I've been all over the world and watched people run tournaments, and Coach Witt runs as good a tournament as I've seen. And one of the things that that helps when you're running events is if you have incentives. So if you are you saying, Coach, there's no incentives with the USTA to run a good tournament? Uh, my my experience so far has been no. Um, you know, we had some some issues where uh, recently where our site was divided. We weren't even able to host the entire tournament. We had to split the site with with other uh, academies. And from my my conversations with the other directors at the other other locations, they weren't exactly excited about splitting those events either. And so when when you called in. Um, and spoke with USTA, generally the answer you got was, we're, we're just trying to spread the love. Um, and so, you know, I, I believe that having taken kids to some of these other events, it, it's, we run a better event, but there really is no incentive from their perspective to, I mean, to do that because it's, it's not like we can earn our way, uh, you know, if we get five stars consistently or whatever. As far as I know, I mean, I've even had parents come up to me and ask how they can, comment and give positive feedback and I push them in the direction of USTA Florida and and they've come back to me and said that that basically that they're told to just tell me that they had a good time and and so I guess there's no no real formal way that that they can give feedback and then that feedback be used in order to sanction process for the next year so uh, as far as I know coach no there's not Wow, that that I that's very interesting. I, that's something that you know that I I can't even believe that because this is what comes to my mind. There's really only two things that drive a player and 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 motivates them and inspires them to continue to chase after their dreams. And and usually it's these great events that are built through people that are inspired to build great events, and then the other thing's rivalries. And if you take one of those out, boy, you've, that, that's really slowed things down. Now, you hit on another thing that I think is important, flexibility. And, and through my experience up in the Northeast, the UTR basically put zero parameters around any of the events that we set up which gave us the freedom to create. And creativity is something that, you know, I think is very important when you're building events. So can you talk a little bit more about this flexibility and, and how that's helped you out as, as far as you – because I, I went to the tournament, and I'm telling you, I, I have not been to a tournament like that that is sanctioned where, where – Parents were walking away, and yes, there was some upset kids. There was some upset parents, but the general vibe was, wow, that was something really neat, and, and we haven't really experienced that. Can you talk about this flexibility a little bit more? Um, yeah, the, the, the flexibility, like I said, is to me one of the biggest things that jumps out at me is, that, you know, the majority of kids who are attending our tournaments, whether it's the six and sevens at um, at the USTA or uh, a lot of, you know, I would say probably 60% of our, our kids that are coming to the UTR uh, match days or the UTR tournaments are in the developmental stages. 
Um, you know, we, we do have some, some higher level 13, thir around 13 UTRs that are, you know, using that for uh, play. But the majority of the kids are in development phase, and it seems to me that USTA is almost set up in those sixes and sevens to limit the number of matches that those kids that are in development phases can play and the scoring. So they're shortening their scoring and they're shortening their number of matches, which is kind of counterintuitive to me to, to what you really want to do. So they're dictating this stuff to you. And with the UTR, you're able to set up the size of the tournament, right? the, the scoring that you would like to set up, the scheduling that you would like to set up, and then you're able to find the levels that is appropriate for the people that are in the area. Boy, that is, that's something I think we're on to something. I want to switch gears here, but um, it looks like we've got a caller online. Um, it looks like Coach Chuck Creasy is on the line, and I want to get to you in just a second, Coach, and this may be something you want to talk about coming up, but I've got a, a question that I, I want to talk about with UTR tournaments. Abbreviated scoring is a hot subject among the parents, players, and coaches. In, in fact, um, in, the, in the southern region, they're, they're up in arms with the 12 and under. I mean, it, it's, it, they want them to spend a week to go to southerns and stretch out the amount of money it's going to cost them to go, but they want to shrink the amount of time the kids are on the court. Now, how are kids going to get better if that happens? I mean, that's just common sense. I don't even need to go into the tennis part of that. That's just common sense. In any sport, if you shrink the competition and then you lengthen the amount of time they're there, that seems like a business model. That doesn't seem like a development model. But so, the, you know, you have, you know, Coach, you've run USTA tournaments, and they've had these shortened formats. And then the UTR tournaments with the regular scoring, can you talk a little bit about the difference in the two and what you've seen and some of the feedback you've gotten? I'll tell you, Coach, the thing that, that the, the feedback typically at first has been people are, like I said, people are still around here trying to grab, a, grab on to what is UTR is you know they're they're so indoctrinated with the point system and got to get points through the USTA to ITS and so you know they they want to know if it, it helps their child and so that's that's the initial thing but once they've experienced it it it's it's like you said yes there were there were issues with the parents but it's but it's very limited it really it's it's a strange dynamic but it's very limited the events seem more relaxed and but the competition level coach is just it's through the roof, and in the year that I've been down here and we've hosted events, the two best matches that I've seen played were were played in a UTR tournament event where kids, I mean, 6'4", six, 4'6", four, four, six, six, we, we had one last week in the tournament. It, I believe it was 6'4", 5'7", 7'6", 8", in the third set tiebreak. I mean, it was just... It was a three-hour and 45-minute event. Everybody was watching. It was a great spectacle. Um, the kids both came off feeling, you know, very proud of themselves. But when you watch the, these these events, these USTA events, the when it gets to the tiebreak system or the 10-point tiebreak, it just it, it's a 
just the it's anticlimactic. Um, you know, it's like you know, it, it plays towards playing styles. Um, it also plays towards luck, <laughs> or you know, it, it just doesn't really play out the way these these uh, UTR events do. But the feedback so far has been positive. We're still trying to gain momentum and get more people. I think the more more people we have that are playing these, it's going to continue in that direction. But um, very positive um, because the the uh, matches being um, level based are typically more competitive, and it's better for the players, better for the spectators, better for the hosts, better for everybody. It seems like. Thanks, Coach Witt. I'm going to go to caller. I think this is Coach Creasy on the line. Hello, Coach. Hello, Coach uh, I hope I'm coming. Yeah, I'm coming in okay over there. Can you hear me Sounds all right? great, Coach. How you doing? Okay, doing great. great, great, great show tonight. Congratulations. I think that parents and uh, kids and coaches need this information. Uh, uh, yeah, you're right on the button with the UTRs. They, uh, they're going to – I think it's going to be the new wave. It, I think it will put this USDA point system out of business. I can just tell you from a college coaching standpoint coaches never go to usta rankings anymore because they know they're skewed they know that they they come out every month first of all it just doesn't show a complete body of work um coaches more interested in the utr around the world for recruiting they're using the utr and it's going to be the thing there's no way that it won't take over And, and here's why the reason why is they, I don't think they've spent one dollar to market it yet. <laughs> I, it's, it's an idea that was needed. It was um, a tremendous thing uh, put together over a long period of t- time by a fellow. I think it was a guy named Dave Howe and a guy Daryl Cummins up there in uh, up by Ro- up in Virginia area by uh, out out on the coast by Virginia Beach out there, uh, but those guys put this together over a long period of time and it's brilliant and it's accurate. Coaches know it's accurate. Players now are working towards improving their rating and getting their skill level up instead. Oh boy, I got to chase points by hook or crook points. And that is the most dangerous thing in the world. Let me just give you a, for instance, at Kalamazoo three years ago, you know, they started doing this point system. Once they started doing it, that the first year that they were doing it, there were 54 defaults in the backdraw of the 16s and 18s. In other words, the kids, because they're chasing points, wins count, losses don't, basically. So what happens is they'll get in the backdraw and just bag it. And that's so dangerous. It's just such a bad precedent for players. And you can see that what it does to to, to players uh, – uh, confidence and, and what what it does for their growth and just being tough and it's exactly what we don't want as educators. So you're right on with that. And uh, again, I think the what Coach Witt was talking about there about the abbreviated scoring. They have found out that the only legitimate scoring that is not uh, that does not fluctuate and is not just very random. You must play games to four and win by two. You cannot play this no-add scoring. Now, they're talking if you have to have a shorter tournament, uh, you could go with uh, mini sets of four-game sets, but play 
full games out. That's the critical thing is play. If you play three out of five sets, play full games of tennis. If you play regular tennis, full games of tennis. If you play uh, shortened sets, full games of tennis. And then they were talking about micro sets and that <laughs> if you have two game sets, start at 4-4, four, four, play full games of tennis. They were talking about doing a whole uh, 64 draw in one day doing micro sets. Clubs could do this and things. But guess what? He, he said you have legitimate results. Even though it's shortened, you have better results if the matches are complete and long. And our kids, by the way, coaches, do need to play two out of three sets. They need to play that third set. That third set is where all the learning takes place. We're eliminating that when we play these silly 10-point tiebreakers. Kids win that. They know they didn't really get a legitimate win, so they don't break through with their confidence and have a rite of passage. When they lose it, it doesn't bother them enough. Now, listen to me. It doesn't bother them enough to go out and say, I don't want that to happen again. I want to get better. So you guys are on to something. I really appreciate your show, Coach. I'm listening every week to you. Thank you, and thanks for calling in, Coach. Um, Absolutely. The universal tennis is, those that don't know, is a rating that is set up through an algorithm where they collect data or they collect match results throughout the world. So it connects all levels and it connects genders. Um, So they're on one universal rating. The, 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 The brilliance of the thing is that everybody has a good idea where they're at. Now, why does that matter? If you don't know where you're at, how do you know where you're going? And, it, and, and the reason coaches are using it is because they know where their teams are at. So it's, it's very simple to find out, you know, where where um. Sorry, it, it, it's it's easier for them to find out where other players in different countries or different parts of the of our country where they're at compared to everybody else. So it, it's something that ties everything together. Now, when we use it in our tournament format, and, and one of the things that, that is interesting about it is it's easier to find the levels, and there's a, a certain way to do this, but it's easier to find certain levels so there's more competitive matches. And, and that matters because in third sets, which the USTA keeps eliminating, is where a lot of the learning begins and a lot of the learning happens and the development happens with players. So it's, it's, it's very, very important. So that these numbers that are attached, you know, you, you, you start getting, okay, this is the level of college, this is the level, and you just chase after it, and the kids are able to chase after that, and they're able to go back, like Coach said, and instead of working towards success in their age group, they're trying to work towards mastery and figure out what they need to get to the next level. Um, Another hot topic is time. I mean, USTA and the ITF keep shortening the matches because, in their words, because of time. You know, they have 
rain outs or rain delays. So, hey, let's shorten the games. Let's shorten the sets. They'll start at two all. Or let's shorten the number of sets. They'll play 10-point tiebreakers for the third. <clears throat> but they will keep the tournament seven, eight days long. And and one thing that we've done, you know, and I know we're doing a lot of different things with the UTR, but one thing that's unique is we're doing UTR match play, which is a one-day event. Now, you know, it's a it's a supplement to your schedule. I think tournament play is very important, but it is something that is much needed. So you have these matches where you can go and you can play the same level. Mom and dad can come in on that day and they can play a certain time and then they're done and the rest of the weekend's open. Or they can go train or do whatever else they want to do on the weekend. Um, that's something that I think is very unique. And, and instead of shortening things that are, that are going to hurt the players and, and, and hinder the development, we're shortening things that actually will help uh, free them up where they can do what they need to do. And, and sometimes that is tennis-related, and sometimes, hey, they need a day off, and, and sometimes it's, it's uh, financially you know, so they can have the resources to do what they need in the future. So can you, Coach, can you talk a little bit about, Coach Witt, can you talk a little bit about some of the feedback you've gotten about these match days, these UTR match days where we come in and you've got a schedule that's set up the day before. Just talk a little bit about the event and some of the feedback you get. Typically when we uh, are not hosting a USTA or a UTR tournament, uh, on Saturdays, we we do matches. We set up matches, UTR matches. About uh, four or five months ago, we started uh, making them UTR matches. And so since we've done that, we've been able to actually get uh, other players from the area who are consistently calling in looking for matches against quality opponents. And so they get also a diverse, whether they're at another academy or another location and they're looking for different competition or just like you said, um, maybe they have something planned for the afternoon or the next day and don't want to spend the whole weekend and, you know, traveling halfway across the state for a tournament and just looking for a solid match. And so um, we've been able to, to set up these match days. As they grow, then, you know, we'll be able to have have uh, more and more matches, a, a larger pool of, of uh, players so that uh, kids can consistently get different matches. But it's uh, – um, they're very competitive. Actually, this past weekend, we talk about flexibility. We had um, about six kids, college guys that were uh, that are out of school right now, that were um, in town looking for competitive matches. And so we set uh, three matches up against those guys: equal UTR, equal ability, quality matches, and we set them up for uh, three out of five events rather than two out of three. Um, it, which was it was a it was a great experience. Um, you know, one match actually went five sets. The, uh, the guy lost the first two sets and won the next three. So um, you know, conditioning played uh, a part in that. So um, once again, I keep saying this is gaining momentum. Um, I still think that it's fresh. I think as people have the experience with UTR, they're it's going to take off. It's just a matter of the. The word getting out there and people getting getting um, involved with with the uh, UTR and then you know it'll take off. But uh, 
the flexibility, once again, is phenomenal for the families, for us, for everybody. Um, like you said, they can come in for one match, not spend their whole weekend and not spend an extreme amount of money um, to play it. So one thing that comes to mind is, is you talk about all that, and, and I want you to talk a little bit about some of the other events that you've set up with UTR as well, because I think that's something that, that is very unique as well. But um, scheduling is a developmental tool. And I think a lot of times um, when you get you, – you initially you get into the sport, and let's say you don't know much about tennis, and you sign up for um, – you know, right now the USTA initially has got you sign up for these ball tournaments and you, you're not quite sure what to do and you sign up and you, you're playing compression balls and then you go to the next thing and basically you're trying to climb the ladder and you get to somewhere close to the top of the ladder in the 12s and then it starts all over. And then you, you, you're like, all right, I'm 13 I've, or maybe I started at 12 and I'm starting to climb the ladder and I get all the way back to the top again and then 16 starts, and I do it all over again. And it's against the same people over and over again. And and what I see is players eventually do not respond well to doing that. Um, it's it, it slows down their progress. So, you know what what I would stress to the parents is there's other avenues out there. And and one thing that is great about tennis, it's individual. So find your way. Find your path. There's not one path. USTA has some great events that I think is very important that you're a part of, but they also have things that are not really helping development on any level. And if they're doing it for participation, they're not inspiring anybody to participate. So I, I would stress to look at some of these other events, and, and I, I want Coach to talk about some of the other things he's got going on. We also have ITF events out there in the state of Florida. We've got money tournaments, but mixing the men and the boys and the women and the girls and then mixing all of them together, how important is that with development? It speeds it up like you wouldn't believe because they get to be exposed to different things on the court where their problem solving has to has to really speed up for them to develop. So um, these are these are all important things, and and I am so excited that we're running these. And and Coach Witt, you're part of this, and, and and a lot of people are getting this feeling of oh yes, I I can find a way. I can find a way in tennis because the sport is unbelievable. What a great sport it is. So, Coach, can you talk a little bit about some of the other events you have coming up? Yeah, I want to elaborate up on, and uh, touch on a point that, you know, we're talking about, because this is generally what we see the most of, is the, the kids who are, who are who, who've devoted themselves a certain amount to, to the sport. But, um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about what I've seen also with UTR, the benefit of UTR for the beginners. Um, as a coach who, who spent a lot of time back in when I was coaching high school with with players of different levels, one of the things that we always wanted to try to do was get our players involved with tournaments and, and tournament experiences. 
And inevitably, every one of these kids would go to USDA events and, and would typically run into one of two things, either somebody that blew them out or somebody they blew out. And so the experience they had in these events, you know, families go spend hundreds of dollars at these events and, you know, maybe play a, a kid that's a southern kid that, that's decided that he wants to go chase a few points and he just beats the fool out of them and their experience. And, and so they typically give up on the tournament experience. I, I actually had that experience with my son. When we were first starting him, we went to a place called Sea Island in Georgia and and uh, five kids in the draw, he got a buy into the semis played a kid who was there visiting his uncle who actually run the place, a very uh, well-known professional, uh, former professional doubles player. But um, his nephew was a high-level player. My son got five points against him. So we showed up, spent the night, paid money, played one match against a kid that was probably ranked very highly, and he beat him 0-0, and they thanked us for coming. If I were not a coach with the experience that I had, that would have been our last experience with with tournaments. And so UTR also gives these beginners an opportunity to play competitive matches against their level so that they have a positive experience so they stay in the sport and they don't quit so early. But um, to to answer your question, uh, we've got money tournaments that we're running through UTR now. We have the match days. We have match. We have uh, uh, just – Traditional tournaments, looking to do some doubles tournaments. Um, basically, the, the the ideas are, are endless, and so um, you know I'm open for suggestions. If, uh, if people in the area or people around that have any ideas, um, you know the, the flexibility is just it's wonderful. It's an awesome opportunity. Um, they're very very helpful with UTR, and so we're we're, we're trying to explore all avenues. But um, you know. Typically, the experience has been good, even when matches are co-ed. Um, they're positive experiences, generally. Um, kids are equal level, and it's a competitive match. So it's been a great experience. We hope to allow or to expand it and continue to grow it. Well, thank you, Coach Witt. We're, we are out of time this week, but I want to thank you for being on the show um, and, and keep doing what you're doing. Um, you know, those of you that have been around Coach Whitmore Mormon, his, his energy is through the roof. He he has a passion and wants to give back as, as much as any coach that I've been around. And those are, are some of the qualities that, you know, each, all all little kids, all young kids, all older kids, anybody that's in the game needs to be around. Um, parents players i urge you i know it's frustrating i know i i see the feedback a large percentage are frustrated with some of the mandates that are coming through you have a voice please speak up and continue to find what's right for your child and players continue to find your pathway this is a great sport it is the best sport i've ever been around and and I want I don't want you to forget that don't let people change the scoring format or anything else about the game. Honor the game, please. Coaches, you continue to do what you do and as these things arise, what an opportunity 
to do what you do best, innovate, be creative, and and I just think each and every one of you stay the course and in, in, uh, stay in this great game. Um, thank you. I look forward to next week at 7 o'clock, Coach's Corner with Randy Blumenthal.